So yesterday I took Emma out for a little miniature date, which for us means let's do a little bit of grocery shopping, we'll get something to drink, and um, so that was kind of our date. And we're, we're in a store, I'm sure many of you have been uh, in, in stores lately, and there's a, a guy that I noticed, and I tried to kind of imagine what's going on in his head, what's going on in his life. We're in a store that says, hey, this is the joy shop. Okay, this is going to be great. You know, they have a sign that says joy fully. I'm like, okay, so. But this guy's walking through, and he, he looks like he's try, kind of a blue-collar guy, and he looks like he, uh, he's kind of upbeat, but you can kind of see this like grimace behind his eyes. And I was like, I don't. He's trying to get through the store. And I don't know if he was limping because there was back pain, or I, I don't know what specifically was going on, but I, I, I was watching him as he was slowly working his way through the store. And I was imagining, like, what, what could be going on? Is it back pain that's causing that grimace in his eyes? Is it this store is crowded and I don't like being in a crowded store for the holidays? Or could it be like some of us who there's just 2021 has been a hard year? been a hard year in our families it's been a hard year in our community and and so I, I was watching this guy trying to imagine what is going on in this store that promises joy that causes this this grimace in his eyes and I was thinking of that because if you're like me there are those things where you go well there's a part of me that's excited I get to give a good gift my, my kids are excited or your grandkids are excited great grandkids maybe are excited there's things to look forward to, hey, a family meal, some special food. But there's also those things from this Christmas that somebody that's missing from the table, a pain that's not gone away, a diagnosis that doesn't seem to be resolved, relationships that still end up strained. And so we come to Christmas and go, okay, we're just kind of a mix of feelings. We're a mix of feelings. Some joy and some grimace. Where, what, is it, what does the Bible at Christmas have to say to us who kind of come in with that mix of feelings. Today I want to briefly, I want to draw your attention to one detail in the Christmas story. We, we listened to Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20 a few moments ago. And so this is a story that, that likely all of us here have heard many times and are familiar with the Christmas story of Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, and Jesus being born in a stable, an angel coming to the shepherds. What I want you to notice, though, is in Luke chapter 2, verse 17, talking about the shepherds, it says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. What, what the shepherds had seen angels, the shepherds had then seen their, the Savior, and they went and they were specifically saying something they were told. And I want to draw your attention to that, that detail in the story. The shepherds were going and saying, this is what had been told them about this child. Because I think those of us that come to Christmas with a mixture of some joy and some grimace like, need to hear. Because ver verse 10 and verse 11 is what the angels told the shepherds. This is what this is what the the angels came and told the shepherds. And then after everything that the shepherds had seen, this was the detail that they decided to go ahead and pass on. This is what they decided to tell others. The angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is, the, he is Christ, the Lord. And so what the angels came and said is, we have news for you that's going to bring, it's like piling up joy. Like not just some happiness. This is like excited and excited. We have good news that is for all people which means that all of the people in this room with that mixture of joy and sadness, the mixture of like unfinished plans and people now missing this Christmas. And so the angels came with a, a message of joy. And so what I want to show you in that, in that short verse, verse 11, today in the town of David, I want to show you three reasons it gives us to rejoice. First, it calls us to rejoice because God deals in specifics. When it comes to Christmas, we can rejoice because God deals in specifics. The, 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 it starts with this sentence, to, or this part of the sentence. Today in the town of David. It doesn't say a long time ago, at some point, somewhere, in some different place, but very specifically, today in Bethlehem, the town of David. When the angels come to the shepherds, they come with a specific detail that's going to cause good news of great joy. Not just, well, things are going to work out for you someday. Or, you know, God loves everybody and it's going to be okay. The angel comes with a piece of news and says, today in Bethlehem. Telling us that when God has news, he deals in specifics. That he knows places and he knows names and he knows people. And so when we come to Christmas and we can feel lost in the shuffle, if you're like me, you go, how in the world did we get to the end of 2021? I felt like it was still the year 2000. Like, I just thought we started this new decade, and here we are 20 years, 21 years into this. This tells us that when God deals with people, he pays attention to the details. And so we can rejoice knowing that he knows our names this Christmas, that he knows the places that we live this Christmas. And when he goes about his news, uh, when he goes about doing what he's doing, he does it for specific people in specific places. I've heard it said that um, if you do ministry with um, or social services with homeless people, the number one thing they ask for is an address because it's really hard to get a job if you don't have an address. It's really hard to buy anything if you don't have an address. If, if you're just, well, I'm somewhere, nobody can send something to you. They look at a job application and go, you don't live anywhere. What are we going to do? And so homeless people... Uh, the best that a homeless person can do in that sense if they need mail is to, to tell somebody, send it to so-and-so a post office. We'll say the Manchester post office and write general delivery on it. And it'll go there and it'll stay for a number of months and then eventually if nobody picks it up, it goes away and they'll send it back. The general delivery is, is an option, but it's not a specific place. And so for somebody that needs an address, it's not the best solution and I was thinking of that because the Christmas story, specifically these words, today in the town of David, means that when God saves, he doesn't do it general delivery. He doesn't do it just well something. He does it today in the town of David. We're not talking about a legend. We're not talking about the, uh, just a nice story that Christians tell each other. We are talking about news and specifics. And so we can, this Christmas, rejoice that our faith is built on facts. That Christmas is not just a nice, a nice feeling, a nice generic idea. It's actually facts. 
in cities, in places, in names, because God deals with specifics. The second reason we can rejoice is it says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Rejoice because you don't have to save yourself. Rejoice because you don't have to save yourself. This, this line, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you or for you, means that that job doesn't have to be yours this Christmas. If you've been working, working, working your whole life, trying to hold your family together, if you've been working, 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 trying to, to take care of everything and get all of these details right, if you have been spending your life trying to make up for the mistakes of the past, trying, trying, and trying, and trying, Christmas says you don't have to save yourself because a Savior has been born for you. A Savior has been born for you. Ultimately, our biggest problem is not just some mistakes that we've made and not just the, the mess that our families can be and not just the constant battle to provide for our families. Our ultimate need is to be reconciled to the God that we have offended and turned away from. And this passage says a Savior has been born to you to do that for you too. You don't have to do this for yourself. A Savior has been born for you this Christmas. So rejoice. A while back, I bought a, a new-to-me car, a used car, and I needed to change the car oil. And so I get, get the right oil, and I get the filter, and I get my tools out, and I get under the car, and I'm like, I don't have, this, I don't have the wrench for this. Like, I go through all of them, and like, none of them fit. And I'm like, this is weird. I thought I had a full set. So I go to this, you know, this is the great thing. When you need to do a job like this, you know, I'm like, sweetheart, I need, I need a new tool. And so she's like, okay, go buy the tool. So I go and I buy, I buy another set and then I take the set and none of these fit. And I was like, what is happening? This is weird. I go to my neighbor who's got, you know, gobs and gobs of tools. And I was like, do you have, uh, like, do you have this? Because I've got this and I've got this, but it's something special. Can you help me with this? And he goes, and he goes, man, I don't have that either. So he's like searching, 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 trying to find. And finally he goes, this socket is going to be the one. I think this is going to be the one. And so after all of this searching, going to the store and buying more tools, you know, going through my neighbor's uh, toolbox to try and find the, we finally found the tool that I needed. Then the oil change was easy. And we had the right tool. Takes 15 minutes or less. It's not that big of a deal. But the, the problem was we spent hours running errands and running through and looking and looking and looking to try and find the right tool for the job. And this Christmas tells us that the right tool to save you is Jesus. Like we can rejoice this Christmas because that doesn't have to be our job. 2022, we don't have to try and spin our wheels trying to hold the family together, trying to hold our job together, trying to somehow please God on our own. But we can know a Savior has been born to us. And so this year, turn away from imposters and rejoice. Say, so you know what? The good news at Christmas is I don't have to save myself. God's, God has sent a Savior for me. So I'm free. I'm free from the burden of trying to reconcile myself to God because Jesus has done that. And the third reason this passage tells us to rejoice is because rejoice because God is keeping his promise himself. Notice the end of verse 11. So he said, today in the town of David, specifics, a Savior has been born to you. Some, you don't have to save yourself. Then he says, he is the Christ the Lord. He is the Messiah, the Lord. These are two really important words. Christ or Messiah is a word, uh, uh, diff different ways of saying the promised one, which, which is drawing your attention to, oh, the promises are coming true. If this is the Christ, if this is the Messiah, the promises are coming true. 
The promise that we're going to have peace. That one day we're not going to be separated from God. One day we're going to have the food that we need. One day we're going to have everything that God has promised to us. This is God's way of saying the promises are coming true. But not only does he say this is the Christ or the Messiah, this is the promised one, the promises are coming true. It says, and he is Christ the Lord. That's a very specific word, Lord, used throughout the Old Testament meaning God. And so when he says he is Christ the Lord, he is saying the promises are coming true and God himself is going to do it. God himself is going to do this. This isn't just, oh, well, we've got a guy who's charismatic and he's awesome and people want to follow him and this is going to be great. No, the promises are coming true and God himself is going to keep the promises. And so Christmas, we can rejoice because it doesn't depend on somebody like you and me that messes up and it fails and that sometimes wants the wrong thing and does the wrong thing and turns the wrong way. God is keeping his promises himself. A savior has been born for you. And so what will you do with him this Christmas? Will you rejoice with our eyes and go, oh, God, I don't have to save myself. The promises are coming true. God himself is going to do it. And so I'm going to look at Jesus and rejoice. That is the invitation that Christmas gives us. That is the invitation the entire Bible leads up to. You cannot save yourself and only by repentance and faith and trusting in Jesus. Can, he, can we like find true joy lasting joy, and find that all of God's promises are coming true. And so that is good reason for us to rejoice this Christmas. That is the message that the shepherds told, and that's the message for you and for me. Let's pray. Father, as we celebrate this Christmas season with its mixture of joy, with its mixture of heartache, with its mixture of like incompleteness, God, help us Help us to rejoice because we turn our attention to what you are doing and what you have done in our place through repentance and faith. In Jesus' name, amen.